are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Happy Monday. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. Hope you had a great weekend. Time to get back to work right here on Los. What are we talking about today? Keldon Johnson, you know, he's out there with Team uh, USA Select and Team USA National Team as well, getting that experience under his belt, playing against the cream of the crop of the NBA. But he did say uh, during a recent uh, conference call, uh, media session there, he says that he's looking to improve his outside shooting. Not a surprise there, but ball handling and decision making hmm what does that mean for him next season also the spurs are still looking that uh, talent pool see who could be available at the draft a couple of names popped up and may or may not upset some spurs fans to do that and more i'm joined by michael jimenez the the elusive michael jimenez he, he hasn't been on lockdown spurs for what about a week there michael it has been yeah while, but you know what we had a locked on Spurs conversation last night because I met with James Pledger and we were talking at the bar last night saying, Man, we wish Jeff was here recording this because we had a <laughs> locked on type of conversation and we were getting at each other at the bar. So you were missed. Oh, thank you so much, man. Uh, he, he will be on uh, later this week to discuss a topic that is really, really uh, burning him right now. So it's burning through his pockets. He, he just cannot wait to talk about uh, t- uh, something he thought of. But that's for another show. Michael Jimenez is the co-host of the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN San Antonio, Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. While I'm on Twitter, at 210FantasyGod. Uh, he is the 2019 Rock the Mic champ. Michael, look, KJ, he's doing his thing right now in Las Vegas with Team USA. Uh, he's specifically with the select team. Uh, basically, he's a glorified practice squad for Team USA. But nevertheless, hey, it's still uh, an honor. It's still a nod. And he's embracing it. Uh, but during a uh, recent media session, he was asked, hey, what are you looking to work on? What are the Spurs asking you to kind of focus on this offseason? To nobody's surprise, because he said it on ESPN, the Blitz, that he's working on his outside shot. Okay, fine. Yeah, that makes sense. But interesting enough, he said ball handling and decision making. I made me scratch my head is, are we going to see a different type of use for KJ next season, Michael? What does that tell you when you hear that? I think that's fascinating because, as I mentioned, I met up with James Pledger last night, and we were talking about just this in in particular, about how the Spurs don't have a lot of ball handlers out there. Uh, you know, we we have you know Trey Jones, we have obviously we have Dejounte, and we have Derek White, but that's just three people who bring the ball up the court. And having another player out there who can do this and look at the at the skill set that that KJ has. I, I've always looked at Keldon Johnson as a – people say Draymond Green. I go back even further. He could potentially be a Charles Barkley type of player, mm-hmm. okay? Maybe not as good as Charles Barkley, but have a very similar type of game because he was a point uh, – you know, they're, they're the same height. You know, he was basically a point forward. And to see Keldon have that type of role would be very intriguing as a Spurs fan. What, what gets me is this, is that – the, the the use like we're, we're talking about how they're going to use it you know obviously you know that kind of points the direction of a ball handler but 
why why do I feel like I need he I think he needs to work on his outside shot first before ball handling decision making. I, I think that should be his top, top priority this offseason. And yeah, I'm not saying that this decision making is, is is a bad thing, nor is ball handling a bad thing, but it just feels like his initial progression should be the outside shot. Do you think that's asking too much of him to do all that? Not necessarily. I mean, he's young enough to to be able to handle uh, both tasks. I, I I think he's he has a really high basketball IQ, so I I would trust the Spurs in doing this. What I'm looking at here with this whole conversation, though, is are the Spurs trying to go back to that 2014 ball movement that they had because they haven't had that in the last few years. And you know, if you go back to when the Spurs were really really good, and it was team basketball. You had players who could who who could simultaneously simultaneously dribble, pass, shoot, and and they were doing things when they didn't have the ball in their hands. And so I'm excited to see if the Spurs can can recreate the the movement that they had when they were successful because the past few years hasn't really been that way. It's been a lot of isolation ball with Demar. It's been a lot of Rudy Gay trying to bang it down low. Um, they they went away from motion offense. And if they're going to be asking Keldon Johnson to be a better shooter, be a better uh, uh, distributor, better ha- ball handler, and things like that, uh, I hopefully mean that means that, that that they're going to open up the offense a lot more for the younger guys. Yeah, you look at Keldon, and look, last season it was pretty much attack the rim or bust. Really, that really was for him. Didn't really have a consistent outside shot. Did he have his games where they were falling down? Of course, but you know. Could have used uh, a little bit more improvement. I spoke with Luke Walton of the Kings uh, last season, and I asked him, I "Go, do you are you scheme for Kelton Johnson?" And he told me that, that yes, they do, and it's pretty much just pack the paint. Mm-hmm. Having him be able to distribute the ball, hit the outside shot, we know that, and just just be a better facilitator. I think that's going to open up his game to where he can still go to his bread and butter, and that is attacking Michael. Yeah, uh, very much so. And I, you're, you're absolutely right in that Keldon was basically asked to basically just knock down jumpers and just drive in. And I, I want to see him start the play more often, be more involved in the offense. And the only way that you're going to be involved in the offense is if you have the rock in your hands. And the more they're going to be able to do that for him, the better off that they're going to be. Like I said, I just don't want there to be a stagnant offense out there. And I'm glad that Keldon Johnson's having this experience with the the select team because not only is he, you know, basically a sparring partner for the Olympic team, right? I mean, that's basically what they have out have them doing. But the fact of the matter is, is that he's out, out there with younger stars as well, up-and-coming players. And he's getting coached by Eric Spolstra. You know, he's getting a different look at, at the NBA, getting a different look at how to be a professional. And it's very exciting to 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 see him out there. I want to see him be a bigger part of the offense, but being a bigger part of the offense, he may not be a a setup shooter. You know, he might not be that lockdown three point shooter that a Danny Green was back in the day, uh, or 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 a Davis Bertans was back in the day. He is more of a slasher, a driver. He he uses his athleticism, and you're not getting the best of him. If he's just hanging in the corner waiting to try to knock down a 22-footer, he needs the ball in his hand. He needs to be attacking the basket. And the best way to do that sometimes is to start the play and develop the play. You look at Keldon Johnson, 
and his progression is just you know spiking you know seemingly every season you know since his rookie rookie season to his sophomore season and likely to his third season you see what it did for Derek white you know when he got the call for the select team I mean, remember when a lot of players were saying that he was the best player out there I mean mm-hmm. fans were just going nuts and I think that's just going to boost his confidence Keldon Johnson that is uh, for next season because in a way, Michael, it's pretty much the Olympic, uh, you know, organ uh, team, team the men's basketball uh, board of making these uh, teams up. They're giving him the nod that you know what, you're one of the best, and we want you on. That has to be a big boost for him going into next season. Built Bar, you got to get yourself some Built Bars right now. They have the limited time flavor, which is the Built Grasshopper Cookie. That's right. It's available this week only. And uh, yeah, make sure you go get yourself from at Built.com. Look, did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownies, strawberry, orange. The list goes on and on. Look, fans are passionate about everything. Why not just flavors? And you know what? If you cannot figure out your favorite flavor, get the mix box. We get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting around, they're also healthy too. Most Built Bars have 7 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's pretty cool. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON to get yourself 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. Isn't that so cool? I mean, taking a look at the names that are out there, I mean, who would have thought that somebody that was drafted at 29 would be uh, considered one of the best players of the last two seasons? And and you're right, this is going to be his third season, but in all actuality, I, I consider last year to be his his rookie season. I mean, his first, his actual rookie season, I guess his technical one, you know, he only started one game. Uh, he played mostly in the bubble. And then that led into the, this COVID, this COVID season, this this uh, shortened season. And when when you look at it, I honestly believe that he's more more attuned to being a second year player. So I really think that he has two leaps ahead of him. One is this upcoming season, and then the season beyond that. Uh, if you take a look at those who were drafted in the year that he was drafted, which I believe was 2019, he has only played. He has played basically one of the fewest number of games out there for those drafted in the first round of that year. So he has a lot of, of, of room for growth. We've seen a lot out of him. And I think that right now Spurs fans are very optimistic about him more than any other Spur out there. We've seen how Derek White has progressed and how he's taken this, this uh, team, this uh, select team experience and has, has, has expanded his game and, and has blossomed into the player that he is now. But when we look at, at, the, the psyche of Spurs fans, Keldon mm-hmm. Johnson is the one that we are focused so much on because he has the pedigree in the sense that, you know, he was highly recruited out of high school. He went to a good university. Um, he's, he's, he's shown flashes obviously in Austin with the Spurs as well. And, and it, it's exciting that he's the most exciting spur out there right now because we haven't seen, we're, we're scratching the surface when it comes to him. And I'm really optimistic for him this year with with this what he's doing this summer because, you know, there's different ways that you could be spending your offseason. And this is the mm-hmm. best way that he could have is by 
by honing his skills with 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 really good coaching and and this may be like you said it's, he's basically a sparring partner for the olympic team but the fact of the matter is is that you know you're you're learning from the best you're you're competing against the best on a daily basis yeah and, and uh man i'm so excited you got me going with with kelvin today Look, uh, one thing that Popovich mentioned when he talked about Kelvin Johnson on the select team was confidence. And mm -hmm. that circle back to what I said earlier is that I think that's going to be the biggest takeaway for him moving into next season that he now feels that, hey, you know, I spent a few days with the best of the best, whether within my own team or on Team USA National, and I held my own. Uh, unfortunately, Team USA doesn't release much of uh, the practice uh, footage. They kind of have to keep that under wraps. Um, you know, be, they don't want to let the playbook out, Michael. But from what we see, it looks like they're going pretty hard. And Kelton's in the mix. And he's mixing it up. He's uh, he's over there defending a dame and everything. You know, he's playing against those level, th those type of players at that level. I think it's going to do well for him next season. Now, aside from him saying that he was at a loss for words when Popovich dropped the news on him that he made team select. Uh, you're looking at what other accolades he got. Spolstra has mentioned, you know, he is the head coach of the team select and said that um, he's impressed with his skill set, as mentioned earlier, that he has, and this is where I want to get your take here, that Keldon, quote, has those intangible winning qualities. What does that mean to you? Intangible winning qualities, uh, Michael. I think that basically means that, you know, he has leadership skills. And, you know, the, the the intangibles out there are when you see certain players, there are certain players who are physically gifted and talented out there, but they may not have that that burning desire within to be very successful. And I think with with Keldon Johnson, what he is showing these coaches is that he is coachable. Um, he can he can lead. He can be coached. And and he can you know he can do the things that aren't going to show up on the on the on the on the box score, and you know Kelton Johnson is a very interesting player because you know you take a look at his stats from last year you know he averaged a little over twelve points a game, uh, but he only played about twenty six to twenty eight minutes a game, and I, I'm hoping that he becomes that player that does average thirty two to thirty six minutes. You know that's he's young enough he should be able to do that. But to be said to be said that he has these intangibles of a winner. Uh, it basically says that he's a building block. That this is somebody that we need to say uh, that I personally believe that Kelvin is one of the two untradeable Spurs. Like you do not touch these two players, and part of it is skill set, part of it you know is talent, uh, coachability, but also just the just the mindset of of, of being out there and and showing that you are a leader. There are winners out there. There are people who have. A winning mentality and Kelvin Johnson is one of them. We're talking with Michael Jimenez. He is the co-host of the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN San Antonio Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Check it out. Let's circle back to what he said about ball handling and decision making. Look, one of the better facilitators was last season was DeMar DeRozan. He led the mm -hmm. team in assists. Could this be kind of a, an insurance plan in case DeMar bolts? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that because, you know, DeMar DeRozan, as as much as a, a facilitator he was, I mean, he averaged seven, eight assists a game. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that he held on to the ball a lot because he you know, a lot was asked of him and the offense ran through him. 
And it got a little bit stagnant sometimes, but oftentimes it also worked too in a weird way. It was kind of a, a catch-22 when it came to watching DeMar play. Uh, but you're going to need to have more ball handlers out there because it's not only DeMar DeRozan, but it's also Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay was also uh, had the confidence and experience out there and, and felt comfortable handling the ball. So I, I can see this being as an insurance policy. It might be a sign that the Spurs are moving in a different direction uh, or are more open to it. Um, having Keldon Johnson be a better facilitator better ball handler basically to me says that he's going to be playing more minutes and he's going to be a, a bigger part of the offense. And, and that's exciting because you know, we've seen what he has done with the limited ball movement that he's had or the, the, the opportunities he's had to shoot the ball. Uh, you know, last season we saw him start off pretty hot when the season started and he kind of cooled down as it, as it went along. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that the Spurs need to have, these these players because DeMar DeRozan is not going to be there forever. He may not even be there next season. Right. So so because of that, you know, taking a look at at the three free agents that the Spurs have that are no longer on the team as of or or may not be on back on the team, which is Rudy Gay, P Patty Mills, mm -hmm. DeMar DeRozan. Those three people had something in common. They liked handling the ball. Right. So if if so if they don't all come back, we need someone who knows how to handle the ball. And that's that may very well be Kelton. Yeah, he, he could definitely uh, use a little spike in his assist numbers. Uh, he's only averaging for his career, which is short, two years, uh, 1.6 a game. So you're yeah. sure maybe, you know, you factor in, you know, he didn't get that much burn in his rookie season, uh, what have you. But last season, he averaged 1.8. Where would you like to see that number go to next season if he's going to get this direction of being a, um, a ball handler distributor? You'd probably have to get that to about four. Uh, a game uh, just you know you have to assume that Derek Wyatt and DeJounte would be the ones leading the team in assists but when, when I look at, at Keldon stats you know averaging 12 points per game or 12.8 per game six rebounds and and essentially two assists I would like to see next season him be at around 16 7 and 4. That's doable that's definitely doable. Yeah I mean I, I don't think he needs to be that 22, 23 point per game score, but he's got to fill the void of, of Rudy Gay. He's got to fill the void of, of DeRozan if he's gone. So uh, I look at it in, in increments. Can he be a 20 point player? Yes, he can be, but he does not necessarily need to be that next season. No, he definitely doesn't have to do that. I mean, with the look, offense was not an issue last year for the Spurs. I mean, they, they could put up numbers, you know, and, and they usually had a good distribution of scoring. Uh, up and down the roster, whether it be Mar leading one game or Lonnie or Keldon or DeJounte, you know, that's not a problem. But if you're going to get that ball moving and one of your primary scorers, a threat on the offensive end can open up those lanes for the other players. I mean, that's just, that's just great. That's just gravy, man. I mean, you're, you're getting a bit a more, uh, uh, another weapon to use in a different fashion, because as we mentioned, Keldon was very limited to certain, degree on the offensive end attack or teams that just say yeah we'd rather you beat us with the outside shot and they would dare him to do that and yeah he made them and sometimes he did it but if he can get that ball going get the offense moving i think it's going to be great for him uh are, are we going to set kelton johnson expectations high for next season are, wait and if so why 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action over at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Well, we have to, okay, because we, we anticipate there being a leap from year two to year three. As you've mentioned before, you know, Derek White had that leap. DeJounte Murray had that leap uh, post-injury. Uh, the, that, this is, this is that, that season there. So we need to have that from Keldon to take that, that leap this upcoming season, especially if DeMar DeRozan doesn't come back. So the expectation levels from him uh, are a lot higher than they would be in normal seasons because at some point, the Spurs' young core needs to be the leaders of the team. And you know the Spurs have relied on on DeRozan, have relied on Patty Mills, but I think that, and I'm not trying to say this in a weird way or a bad way, but kind of the leadership training wheels need to come off, and this needs to be the young core's team, and Keldon is a is a big part of that. When you take a look at the Spurs roster, and I'd look at any player, whether it be the the players that the Spurs are looking at in the draft or whatnot, you always look at the floor and ceiling, and I think that Keldon has the highest ceiling and the highest floor of any of the Spurs on the young core right now. Uh, you know, which basically means that he has the potential to be a twenty points per game score. He has the potential to be a borderline All Star player. He has the potential to be a a, a good number two on a winning team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keldon has a very high ceiling. But he also has a very high floor in the sense that you know that worst-case scenario, he's going to be a very good rotational player who's going to have a 10, 12, 15-year career. So Keldon is a good building block for this franchise. And I would say this, out of all the players in the Spurs Young core, to me, he's the most important building block as of right now because I think he has the highest ceiling of anybody on the team. Again, we're talking with Michael Jimenez, co-host of the Sunday Sports Grill on ESPN San Antonio. Yeah, I, I look, uh, I, I'm right there with you. You know, I'm, I'm expecting more out of KJ next season. And I think he will deliver. You got a rookie season out of the way. You got your sophomore season out of the way. You got your, you know, your Team USA Select slash national team experience under your belt. Things should be looking good. They're going to get a full training camp. They're going to have normal practice yeah. next season. Yeah. Yeah, KJ uh, ceiling is still much, much further up, if you will, that he can reach, and hopefully he's on the right path. Michael, let's go to uh, switch topics now and talk about the draft. And look, it's obvious where the Spurs are focusing on right now, and a few more players and player positions have popped up. Michael, first of all, you you love the draft time. I mean, this is like your your fun time for you uh, in the NBA offseason, but. Are you shocked that I'm about to tell you the Spurs recently looked at a pair of guards? I am not shocked at all. This is a this is a great conversation to have because Pledger and I pounded a couple of drinks last night talking about this. Like, why is everybody so shocked that the Spurs are looking at guards? Why are we shocked? 
the, the, this 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 debate or this this belief that the Spurs have way too many guards is incorrect. The Spurs don't have very many guards out there. We've got Dejounte, Derek, uh, Lonnie, and Trey. That's four out of a roster of like fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. So that being said, them going after a guard, especially one that may have a, a, a lot of upside, is is I would not be upset as Spurs drafting a guard. Wouldn't be upset at all. Right. Well, recently they um, worked out San Antonio's own Jordan Burns out of Colgate and uh, Florida's guard Trey Mann. Uh, what what about those two guys? You, you know, what are you feeling about them? Trey Mann, I know pleasure is all about Trey Mann. Um, yeah. But to use the number 12 pick on these guys, I don't know about that, uh, Michael. No, I mean, uh, the, the, the kid from San Antonio, you know, he also went to – uh, to the Marshall High School is, is not expected to be drafted at all, right? So maybe that's a second round draft pick. Maybe that's uh, someone that they invite to camp uh, for you know the Austin Spurs down the road. I mean that that's basically what we're looking at there. And I'm glad that they're looking at home talent. I mean uh, Jordan Clarkson's from San Antonio for crying out loud. So the San Antonio right. can can develop uh, a good quality uh, player. Uh, but Trey Man's interesting because. It's one of those things where, you know, all the mock drafts have man going somewhere between 16 and 25. And you might look at it and go, well, why are the Spurs looking at him at 12? I see it as one of two things. Maybe the Spurs somehow make a move to either pick up a second pick or maybe slide back in the draft and maybe uh, uh, pick up another, uh, maybe slide, maybe, maybe trade down or whatever the case may be. But I look at it this way, though. This draft is interesting because there's so many good players. It is such a deep draft. And when you're taking a look at some of these players, especially when it comes to the guards, there is very little difference between some of these players that might be drafted at 10 or 11 compared to those who be drafted at 24. Whether it be Trey Mann, Moses Moody, uh, uh, James Booknight. These, these all, all of these players have really high potential but out of all those players trey man has something very interesting in the sense that he's got the body you know he's six five with a massive you know uh, uh length Wing. right yeah. his, his, his wingspan is massive he shot the ball at over 40 percent from three last year spurs need shooting right the spurs need defense the spurs have a lot of different needs so if Trey Mann is called, I would not be upset because he fills a lot of those needs that the Spurs that the Spurs have. Uh, so when we look at the mock drafts, just because someone is 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 mocked at nineteen or twenty five and the Spurs get him at twelve doesn't necessarily mean that the Spurs made a reach. Okay, it, it but especially in this draft because there is a lot of good players out there that. Uh, that this, I, I look at it right now. There's about 12 players that I'd be happy with that the Spurs drafted. It's crazy. I've never, I've never felt that way about a draft. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago looking at it, going, "God, I want Keldon Johnson on this team so yeah. bad." And so, so I usually fall in love with like one or two players and hope to God that the Spurs get him. And with Keldon, they got him, but you know, they got him at the at the 29th spot. But right. this year, I'm taking a look at it. If the Spurs went and got Franz Wagner, if the Spurs got Kispert. If the Spurs got, you know, a man or they got uh, Book Knight or uh, Keon Johnson, Giddy, Sengun, 
Isaiah Jackson, <laughs> Kai Jones. All of these players get me excited because the Spurs have so many needs, and all of these players have upside potential that's enormous. This is a fantastic draft this season. Uh, very similar to like the, I believe it's the 2018 draft that's going to be going down as one of the legendary yep. ones. Yep. This very well may be one of those. So, And one of the arguments I had with, with Pledger last night is, if everybody knew that this was going to be an incredible draft, why didn't the Spurs tank? I mean, <laughs> it, 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 this is something they should have done. The Houston Rockets did it, and, and what are the Rockets going to get out of it? What, they got yeah. the number two pick in the draft this year? Why couldn't the Spurs do that? The Spurs missed the boat by not, I mean, you know, I know they're saying it's not the Spurs' way. I don't care. I just Isn't want the, the better player. I mean, they tanked for Dunk Duncan, let's be honest. I mean, they did. Yeah. Yeah. David Robinson magically did not return. You know, yeah. I mean, come on. So, yeah, no, the, the, the Spurs really, they, they missed the boat when it comes to this. It's still going to be a good draft. I mean, this is an exciting time. And the Spurs, this is a very important offseason for them because they've got the, 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 the money to spend. They've got a lottery pick. Man, let's just do something, man. This is the draft to do something. And even if that doing something is sliding back in the draft to pick up more draft capital in the future, I'd be down with that too, because there's so many good players there. Because I mentioned all those players, you know, Giddy, Sangoon, Kai Jones, Moody. Uh, one of those is going to be available. One of them yep. is going to be available. God, this is exciting. It, it's I'm so win- excited about this draft. Yeah, it's win, 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 no matter how you, you peel it. It's win, win, win. You get yourself a shooting guard that's going to take and make threes. Win, win, win. If you get a big, uh, you know, your guy, your your guy, Alperin and or Guy Jones, great. You address the bigs. Fine. That's awesome. So it's all win, 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 win. It's just a matter of, you know, what the Spurs see as priority right now. And, and based on these workouts and the type of players that are announcing that they're visiting the Spurs, they lean towards the guards. So, yeah, that's your recent update on a pair of guards that the Spurs have worked out with. We'll see what happens as more players start revealing if they are meeting with the Spurs. Hey, speaking of the draft, Michael, do you like baseball caps? you like caps? A baseball caps, you said? Yeah, like baseball caps, yeah. Have oh, yeah, I love the, them. Uh, have you seen the, uh, the 2021 Spurs draft day cap, the one the player is going to um, wear? I have not, no. Let me send it to you. Let me send it to you. Tell me what you think. Um, I'm on the fence. It's a little iffy for me. Uh, oh, I see it right now. I see it right now. It, it, yeah, it's a little plain Jane. Uh, for those of y'all who have not seen it, it's basically, you know, one of those kind of stiff-looking caps with the letters S-A, big, italicized, you know, capitalized, and with the logo kind of in the background up within the uh, letters. And the uh, NBA's new logo for next year with the 75th uh, anniversary. It's a diamond. And I, I like more, it. Nothing less. You like it, huh? I think it just, it's missing something. You know, I, it's missing maybe the Fiesta colors a little bit. You know, if there's like a shade of it in there. Uh, but I like that Spurs logo inside the S and the A. It It, it is... It's one of those things where you have to kind of stare at it a little bit to say, "Oh, hey, look, there's a logo." You know, it's it's it it's not just a, a pattern on the on the on the font or anything like that. Wow, I, I man, I look at this and I think about 
when Lonnie Walker got drafted and <laughs> that cap was, <laughs> you know, two feet in the air above his above his forehead. Uh, yeah, but yeah, this is a stiff looking hat, but I, I kind of, I like it. I, I would like that that pattern, like on a t-shirt or a, or, or a, a hoodie or something like that. I can't wear those stiff looking hats. I, I can't, uh, I don't have the head shape for it or it, it just looks oversized. And I know that's the, right. I think it's supposed to be oversized look, but Hey, I think I'm just too old for this, this look and B, I just always get upset because they never have options. They never have the the soft let the soft cloth option. It's either the stiff one or that's it. I would I would wear this. I would actually wear this if it wasn't in this stiff looking hard bill form because it, it, I think I'm just old. I think that's what it comes down. To. I'm just too old for this, uh, Michael. Are you a flat bill kind of guy, or do you do no. you round it off immediately after getting it? it? I curve. Yeah, mine right away. You kind of have to, man. I mean, that that's a Gen X thing right there, or a, like a Zennial thing. It looks, like, it looks oh. like it's too like rigid or something. It looks like you cannot, unless they're not meant to be curved, right? I mean, I I, I suppose not, but yeah, right. But but I still like that pattern, man. I I, I like how I like how that Spurs logo is just peeking really? out between the letters. It, it, it's 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 so it's different and and and, and you have like the star part of the spur kind of yeah. coming out of the s and, and the lower part of the oh, a yeah. i, I dig it man i i do now if they had incorporated kind of a fiesta color into it or you know the the the, the whatever that teal and and pink in yeah. there that would have been that would have been pretty cool or or if they had like like the the non-logo part of it had had the fiesta colors there and had the black and white come through, that probably would have been better. But I like you know, it anyway. They're, they're probably going to have alternate versions of this cap, you know, knowing the NBA and they got to make money. You know, you're, yeah. don't be surprised if there's going to be a Fiesta uh, draft day cap. But as far as the initial, the first one that's come out, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just on the fence, you know, and I, I think it just comes down to the style, the, that stiff look, you know, very Elmer Fudd hunt, hunting cap style. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I remember a, a couple of years ago, the one right before the pandemic. I don't know if you remember that one. That draft day cap had pins in it, like little like pins, not like writing pins, but pin pins, you know? Yeah. Like PIMS. And um, I was at the draft at the Barclay Center and I remember picking it up and saying, whoa, this is heavy because the pins weighted so much. I'm glad they did away with that. That pin look was just not working for me. The players would the players that wore their cap they they would take it off as soon as the uh, they were done with the stage and just remove the pin and then put the cap back on because I think it was just like a gold nugget just hanging off there. But I guess Michael, you're gonna get it though. You're gonna add it to your collection. You know what? I haven't bought a Spurs cap in probably six or seven years, and it, it's weird because I have a bunch of shirts. You know, I have jerseys. I have hoodies and stuff like that. I can't remember the last time I bought a hat, and 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 I'm a I'm a big hat wearer. You know, I I, I you know I go jogging and whatnot. Um, it doesn't look like it'd be a hat to work out in. This looks like a go out hat. If that makes any yeah, sense, definitely. yeah. Um, so I don't know if I would buy this, but in particular, but I would love that logo and pattern on a hoodie. That see that I agree with. Yes, on a hoodie that would look nice. 
uh, on on a sweatshirt that looked yeah, it was a hoodie, uh, a t-shirt. I think that'd be good, but not for me, man. Not not for me. Not, the cap, nah, nah. I'm I'm I may have to pass on this one. I may have to pass unless I'm gonna find one on on the uh, a military drive. Uh, not <laughs> maybe maybe I might get one. For those of you on San Antonio, there there's just one of those a lot of knockoff stands pop up in San Antonio with the merchandise. Like remember when the Fiesta jerseys came out, Michael? Yeah. Uh, they were announced, but for some reason the next day they're all up and down Southwest Military Drive. And you know what? Some of it is actually pretty good quality in a weird yeah. way. You know, it's like, man, you know, this forgery is actually pretty nice, man. It's very, forgery. it's very Canal Street from New York. You know, you just kind of go over there and, and, and get the knockoffs. Uh, but yeah, you go get, you go on, on Southwest Military, get those big Spurs blankets or ponchos. Like, where else yeah. are you going to find a poncho, you know, of, of, of the Spurs? Uh, towels. I mean, there's a little bit of everything going on over there, but, uh, or, or if you go to like uh, Trader's Village or anything like that for the swap mm -hmm. meets or flea markets and things like that, uh, that's good times, man. I mean, it may not be authentic, but, you know, it gets the point across, you know? You, do you remember the, uh, Obi Wan Ginobili knockoff shirt. <laughs> yes, and then the, I, I, the, 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 the Lakers suck one were also really popular. One, yes, or the uh, Tony Parker Spider Man one. They, they tried to like <laughs> do a fusion of the two. The like, half Tony Parker, half Spy Peter Parker. Spider -Man. Yeah, I got a kick out of those. Uh, but yeah, no lie here. I've uh, perused the knockoff stands before. <laughs> cruising up and down Military Drive or the flea markets in San Antonio. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about Keldon Johnson and uh, developing beyond an outside shot, ball handling and distribution and decision-making? What does that tell you about his third season that's just right around the corner? Uh, yeah, the new season is going to be here faster than you know. And also, what do you think about the Spurs uh, recently looking at a pair of guards ahead of the 2021 NBA? Draft. And will you get the Spurs 2021 draft day cap? Let us know. Michael, tell us all about your show over at ESPN San Antonio. Wow, we're soon to have two shows on ESPN oh, San Antonio. Twice Michael. So, Michael yeah, so the Sunday Sports Grill goes from 11 to 1, and uh, we talk sports, pop culture, nostalgia, just things that, that you know, that guys talk about. You know, just uh, it, it's, it's, it's a fun time. Uh, you know, a lot of the conversations kind of just, you know, a lot of tangents and deviations mm -hmm. to the original conversation, but we just have a really good time. Uh, obviously, a lot of Spurs talk, a lot of Cowboys talk, but it's a Sunday Sports Grill from 11 to 1. Uh, but we're going to be moving that show up a little bit. So we're going to be going from 10 to 11 soon. And then we're going to have the Fantasy Gods return to be doing fantasy football uh, because I cannot believe that fantasy football season is almost upon us. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the the NFL uh, training camps start in a couple of weeks. So uh, it's pretty exciting. And, and uh, I, I'm a really big fantasy uh, fan. And, man, that show was really popular last year. I was surprised at the overwhelming support and the number of people who called in and uh, reached out to us on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Uh, so the Fantasy Gods is returning. Uh, but that's uh, probably in about a month from now. So it's good times, man. And uh, so 11 to 1 right now uh, on Sundays for the Sunday Sports Grill. So pretty excited. All right. Way to go, Michael. Look at that. Twice the Michael Jimenez, two shows. Can't <laughs> at all. Make sure uh, to follow Michael on Twitter as well. He'll address all your 
questions regarding the Spurs and if he's seen a movie. Just throw a movie out there. I'm asking if he's ever seen it. And let to see your response. He's a, <laughs> he's still catching up decades later on some of the most popular movies ever put out there. He is E.T. is next. E.T. is next, yeah. At 210 Fantasy God. By the way, you see the original 90s Mortal Kombat, unless you've seen that one already. Um, you know, I don't think I have, but I did see the the new one because uh, I was pretty excited about it because I I was all about that video game. But it's so weird because I don't think I saw the one in the nineties. Well, it's a cheese fest, but <laughs> the uh, there is one fight scene that is actually pretty good, and um, a lot of people just look at that scene. It's between the main character Liu Kang and Reptile, where yeah. Reptile just gives him everything. It's a really good fight. You got to check it out. Hey, uh, before I let you go, Michael, got a few more minutes here. Um, so this is star of the upcoming Lakers TV series. His name is Edwin Hodge, and he's playing an iconic Laker, Rod, uh, Rod Boone, I think he's playing that. So they interviewed him on Looper.com uh, about his role as a Laker, and he goes, hey, I got to admit it. I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm a Spurs fan. <laughs> and then he says he had to – put away his Tim Duncan jersey and not bring it to the set because he knew he would get hated on. So look at that. Another movie star has come out to say that he is a Spurs fan. Yay. See, Spurs fans, they're not boring. You see, this is, we, we could be, Spurs fans could be, Santa Spurs could be Hollywood, a little bit of Hollywood splashed in there, Michael. So there's a little pop culture nugget there on this episode of Locked On Spurs. And speaking of Locked On Spurs, subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, the new Odyssey app. Pick a platform, it's all there. And as the draft approaches, get ready for it because we at the Locked On NBA Network on July 19th, there will be the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey. You get analysis from Chad Ford, Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini, former general manager Ryan McDonough, and Locked On NBA local experts will make selections for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And yes, Michael, Locked On Spurs already submitted its pick. Yeah, stay tuned to find out who got selected. So for Michael Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Spurs.